baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. is a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Everything can pay this much for a gallon of gas. In some parts of California, we're paying $4.50 a gallon. That was Joe Biden in Baltimore yesterday. And yes, Joe, I did think I'd be paying that much for gas because I believed the guy who said this. Under my plan, uh, of a cap-and-trade system, electricity rates would necessarily skyrocket. Even, you know, regardless of what I say about whether coal is good or bad, because I'm capping greenhouse gases. And as energy prices skyrocket, what else will they be doing? Shutting down a full 25% of the nation's energy supply. That's how much comes from coal. Shutting it down in the next Eight years. That's what Biden climates are, John Kerry said earlier this week. By 2030 in the United States, we won't have coal. We will not have coal plants. Dude, is anybody listening to these people? In case you're wondering what happens after they necessarily skyrocket all the energy prices, Soleil Amarova helpfully filled us in this week. They'll be bankrupting the energy companies. It's the plan. And here what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are uh, going to probably uh, go bankrupt in, in, in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change. We want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change? And what happens after they go bankrupt? Oh, you're going to love this. You better stick around for it. But first... Who is Soleil Omarova? She is Biden's nominee to be comptroller of the currency. And she's an actual Russian. That's right. I thought Russians were bad. Not anymore, apparently. And she's a Soviet-era Russian. An open Marxist who has advocated on Twitter that we should adopt the Soviet system. Not the Russian system as it currently is. The Soviet system. And what? do Soviets and communists do after they destroy industries? Well, they nationalize them. In fact, Amarova is being brought onto the Biden administration to do just that. In a March interview with the Jane Family Institute, she explained the whole thing, how they plan to create something called the National Investment Authority. This authority would literally go in and seize sources of capital. It would go into hedge funds, big investment banks, and literally take the capital over and direct it. Oh, and the other thing it would do? It would nationalize the energy companies after they're bankrupted. She calls it Nikki Mack. That's what she's referring to here. So let's pick up the quote. She just told us, that they're going to deliberately bankrupt the energy companies. In the next clip, she explains, that'll cost a lot of jobs, but don't worry. We're going to nationalize the companies. But that creates a lot of this sort of 
loss of jobs, a lot of displacement and economic fallback that we can we cannot afford really. So Nikima could actually become the kind of equity uh, equity uh, investor at that point, taking over management of those companies and basically leading them through restructuring to a new technological basis and to a new technological business model. Let me explain what this means. We have entered the phase of pure destruction. They will destroy until they're stopped or they succeed. This pure destruction is what's needed to bring about the Great Reset, which if you go to the World Economic Forum, folks, this is exactly what they're describing. A reset, a redoing of capitalism, of systems where there's still investment in things, that things still have the veneer of capitalism, but it's all government directed. So if you have a hedge fund, it'll really essentially be run by people like her who will come in, seize the money and put it toward better things. My dad once told me, and it's one of the best pieces of advice anyone's ever given me. Listen to people. They will tell you exactly who they are. But no one's listening to these people. It's almost freaky how casually they talk about major destructive change in our society. Like this singer from two weeks ago from Biden. We will take literally millions of automobiles off the road. Off the road. Uh, anybody care to ask him about that? Nobody did. Ever seen a war movie where they'll say something like, now the enemy is probing our defenses, crossing our lines, something like that. That's what they're doing right now with the Michigan Line 5. I know I've spent a lot of time on this, but I can't tell you how important it was. In fact, remember, I told you we would be here in February and March. They'd go for Line 5. They shut down Keystone, which doesn't move a lot of fuel we use. It moves Canadian fuel we refine, ship it down to Texas, refine it out It goes for export. So they did that. They didn't get a ton of pushback. So now they're moving on to fuel we use. And it is a devastating impact that this line will have. This is a test. The test is to see if they, you know, right now to see how loudly we yell about it. And then if they shut it down um, to see if they get away with it. If they get away with it, they will begin to shut down more and more lines that directly fuel people's homes. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
all-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This line provides 20% of the fuel for folks in Michigan and three other states provides some of the fuel. The numbers are staggering. In Toledo, Ohio alone, it will cost 1,300 jobs. Fox News reported the shutdown of that line will cost 33000 Want proof this isn't about the environment? Here it is. 2,100 trucks will then have to truck that oil and the heating fuel down. That's devastating on the environment. So is this. This is Scott Hayes. He works at the Toledo Refining Company, which will, of course, be shut down once the line goes down. But the refining won't end. It'll just go somewhere dirtier, taking our manufacturing with it. Hayes was interviewed on Fox News today. First of all, it sets a horrible precedent because um, when you shut down pipelines, you're taking away the safest way to transport the fuels that we need to move around, the products that we use in everyday life. Um, if you shut down refineries because you shut down the pipelines, that production is going to move o- overseas, and we're already seeing it. We've lost nine refineries in this country just in the last couple of years, and they're building them in China, India, other markets, and they're not doing it as cleanly as we do it is here. That why gas- prices are so high right now because some of the refineries are being shut down i think that's part of it this is all pretty radical stuff stuff they're not going to get away with in the current climate if you want to understand the climate i think they're trying to create one that would have to come from a major catastrophic event you should listen to the podcast before this one called the great shutdown and you would need something else a climate of fear so pervasive people would be afraid to speak out. They've been cultivating that for the last couple of years. And now there's two great ways to measure it this week. Their success, I mean. I remember when they started doing polls and surveys like this a few years ago. I remember raving about it the first time the number of Americans said, who said, hey, I'm afraid to speak out in public now because of what might happen to me, went over 50%. Yeah? Well, now it's at 90. This study this week by Crucial Learning, they paid for the poll, of more than 1,300 people found that 9 out of 10 people have felt emotionally or physically unsafe to speak their mind more than once in the past 18 months. The conversation topics that have generated the most fear include political or social issues, 74%, and COVID-19 issues. Here's how people are feeling. They describe this as behaviors that are crippling constructive dialogue and driving viewpoints further apart. These behaviors include, this is in the survey, staying silent but feeling inauthentic, 65%. Avoiding people, 47%. Silently fume and stew, 42%. Ruminating about all the things they'd say if they had the courage, 39%. By the way, that was a key part of Soviet propaganda and mind control. When you don't speak up, when you see things that are not real, when you play along, it 
tears your self-esteem to pieces. It beats you down. This is the environment they're creating with cancel culture. But this statistic in the survey got my attention the most. 39% of survey respondents reported feeling unsafe either every day or every week. Just 7% report that they are just as confident as ever in social situations. I think they all are either hardcore liberals or they work at CNN or both. Which brings us to, of all people, Aaron Rodgers. You know, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. This guy is an A-lister. He is. He's even got an A-list Hollywood girlfriend and fiance, Shailene Woodley. This guy is not someone who should be afraid. He's got it all. Fame, money, all of it. And yet what did he do? When asked if he was vaccinated, he lied. All right, vaccinated, inoculated, whatever word play. The truth of the matter is so obvious. He was so afraid, he lied. He's since been forced to come clean. He got COVID, you know the story. But folks, the Aaron Rodgers story, more than even the survey I just talked about, is a measure of how powerful this culture of fear has become. No one is immune from it. You might be walking around work right now, as so many are, in absolute fear of the axe dropping on your job because you don't want the vaccine. Well, even the most powerful and famous and beautiful among us have felt and are feeling the fear too. That's how pervasive and powerful it's become. And like all good Soviets and Marxists, the Biden administration is harnessing it. The fear, that culture you'll see them begin to do it again and again. In fact, they've made it key to enforcing their vaccine mandate. It's creepy the words they use to describe it. Here's what the Associated Press writes. To enforce President Joe Biden's forthcoming COVID-19 mandate, the U.S. Labor Department is going to need a lot of help because it doesn't have enough inspectors to do the job, they say. So what will they use? This line. Man, this line. Quote, So the government will rely on a core of informers to identify violations of the order. Employees who will presumably be concerned enough to turn in their employers if their co-workers go unvaccinated or fail to undergo weekly tests to show they're virus-free. They actually call them informers. This is exactly what they did during the Chinese Communist Revolution and the Russian Revolution. The fear that ran through societies, including in East Germany, too, wasn't necessarily of the intelligence services, but it was of everyone around you, your friends, your family. You didn't know who might turn you in. This is exactly what will run through our workplaces. Better be careful. Don't slip up and tell your cubicle mate you forgot to swab your nose last night. Or that you're late turning in your papers from your latest booster. Better not get caught on a quick run to the bathroom in the break room without that mask. If you're unvaccinated, you don't know who's watching. They could be everywhere. If you're in management, you don't know who will put the knife in your back, who will turn you in. Think this all wasn't planned? Choreographed? Put into place at the highest levels? All you need to do is look at the World Economic Forum. Their drills that they ran before COVID. You know the ones that they ran in partnership with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. 
that they ran a partnership with Johns Hopkins in 2019 before anyone had ever heard of COVID. The drills at the World Economic Forum, home of the Great Reset, which is the transition they're planning from capitalism to what is essentially communism. The drills envisioned an outbreak at a wet market in South America. That's the only detail they got wrong in 2019. And what do the drills mostly consist of? Helping people get better? Nah. Planning for lockdowns and curbing the curbing of misinformation. Speech lockdowns on the Internet. How on earth could they have known that they would need or even want to do speech lockdowns before COVID ever broke out? And yet they did. That's because fear and curbing speech is critical in going to the next phase of this program. Because as Almorova explains, it'll cause so much misery. People will want to speak out. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.